Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Mems, a.k.a. Mr. This Is Why I'm Hot, and right now you're locked into the Jake Brown Show. Mems! What's poppin', everybody? It's the Jake Brown Show, CBS Radio's played out of iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show on social media. In the building, it's a little high in here. Uh, that's because we got Mims in the building. What's going on, man? What's good? What's good? You watched the Super Bowl yesterday, I know. I watched it. Um, I might have fell asleep like <laughs> half quarter and I woke up and it was just, uh, ugh, I know everybody out there knows what happened. But you were a Giant fan. I'm a Giants fan. So you hate the Patriots. I don't hate them. You know why? Because we got the two wins that, that exactly. matter. Exactly. Two wins that matter. So I don't hate them. Yeah, I mean, what a crazy comeback. I mean, 28-3. The the late touchdown, then the fumble, and then the two point conversion. Then Matt Ryan gets sacked instead of running the football. The twists and turns in that game. Were nuts. Listen, I make a lot of money in New England. Um, I get booked for a lot of shows out there, mm-hmm. so um, I, I tend not to say I'm a Giants fan too loud and proud. But I do got a lot of friends that reached out to me uh, before the game, and you know I have a house in Atlanta, and you know you you want to side with the underdog in many occasions. But for Tom Brady to do what he did yesterday, you gotta you gotta take your hat off to him. He's 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 the greatest quarterback in NFL yeah, history. And the ha- haters want to say, hey, Terry Bradshaw was four for four, or Joe Montana's four for four. There's no better player ever in the NFL than Tom Brady. Even if you hate him, yeah, you, you yeah, gotta respect greatness. Yeah, you gotta give you gotta tip your hat to the guy. He's the he's greatest the, NFL quarterback to ever play the game. He's the goat. Follow Mims on Twitter at Mims Life and Instagram as well. Now you, people are gonna say, what's Mims up to right now? Yeah. We're going we're gonna to say you're doing stuff with Record Graham. you got stuff with New York Fashion Week. Tell us what you're doing now. Um, so, you know, I kind of t- I, I pivoted a little while ago. Um, uh, you know, obviously, for those who don't know me, I, I had a record, a huge record called This Is Why I'm Hot. Uh, back in 2007, we released the record, number one record in the country. And, you know, I was just a little uh, befuddled about the whole music industry. Um, went through some stuff with my record label <clears throat> at the time. And I just decided that that if I want to do this the right way, I got to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, it's been a long track. We, me and my business partner Eric Mendelson, we actually started a company, and and another one of my business partners, Blackout. Uh, we started a company called Record Grand, which is a technology based company, um, and we created a, a music uh, mobile production app called Record Grand, which we're actually going to be. I I, I put it like this: we're going to become the American Idol of the digital era, um, and we're going to be giving out a lot of opportunities for. Musicians to kind of and find that's a big platform because Idol's done. So yeah, absolutely. Take over exactly. Yeah. So, so one of the things we're gonna implement really soon is giving away uh, a lot of money to somebody who deserves it to be in the music industry, and we're Can't gonna go back them. So, yeah. you know, you know. All right, and the shoes. What well, you got? Some shoes coming. Um, the shoes kind of fell on my lap. Um, I was I was touring in uh, in Europe. Um, I met a gentleman by the name of Leandro Lopez, a designer. Mm-hmm. He came to gift me with some shoes. I, I saw them. I loved them, and I said, you know, I'm not your typical artist. I don't I don't want I don't want a pair of shoes. I, w- I want a piece of the company. Um, so, you know, I told him, I said, if I can deliver on a few promises uh, and make your brand, noto- you know, get notoriety in America, I want you to, uh, you know, give me a piece of the company. And, and I delivered and he gave it. And, you know, now we we have a uh, luxury sneaker brand called Leandro Lopez, which is a pretty big deal because most of the shoes we, we manufacture are handmade. Uh, 
you know, a, a decent price point, but but definitely handmade, great quality. And I'm looking now. I might need to cop some of these. Because yeah, yeah, I got to take sh- care of you. My shoe game is pretty weak. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I got swag, but the shoes. What, is, what, what are you I rocking? Got, what are you rocking on your feet? I, I don't even know, man. These are, like, cheap. <laughs> this is just embarrassing whatever I'm rocking. Pumas. Oh, no, you got Puma. Pathetic. Pumas. Yeah, but it's, it's like a cheap. It was, like, at a fucking thrift shop, I think. <laughs> I got it's, like, embarrassing. So, And I now do, you have a show at the Garden. Uh, the yeah, New York we, Fashion Week show. You know what's crazy? This has been a great week for me because mm-hmm. we we've had a lot of things fall on our lap, and um, someone reached out to my business partner Eric, and um, you know they they were looking for some talent to be booked for this big event, and we just happen to have a shoe brand, so it's like, you know, we'll do this favor for you if uh, if you you know give us some presence at the at the event. So uh, Thursday we will be uh, holding it down at the Madison Square Garden Theater, uh, big fashion event, fifteen hundred press. Ooh. So you know. Might have to make an appearance on that one. That's in the evening. Uh, two to eight. Two to eight. Two to eight. Oh. Two to eight. Have a little brunch, a little lot, dinner, a couple drinks. A lot of models. Ugh, never go wrong with that. Yeah, we got, I think they said about 300, 300 or 400 models. All right, so we know where we'll be on Thursday. That's insane. <laughs> 300 models in one room. Oh. Uh, and Mims. I mean, you can't go wrong. Uh, yeah. So you're pretty busy these days. Um, I'm yeah. I'm trying to connect all the dots. I'm the dot connector. That's Are what I call you still myself. doing music stuff, like making records? I, you know, I, I think we said this off. I have not wrote a record in like maybe five years, man. Um, is it because have you lost interest? Like, what's the reason? Absolutely. Yeah. You, you know what it is for me when I when I first started, <clears throat> I started off as a um, uh, a DJ. So music for me was like a like a like creating writing music became a passion because of, of listening to music, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then obviously you know I became a producer DJ into production and in production I went from that into writing and then eventually into being my own artist. And uh, 2006 we signed a huge deal. 2007 with uh with EMI Records, uh, we made probably about maybe grossed about 15 million dollars around the time and I, I worked my ass off to get there yeah. and but my check didn't reflect it so when I saw the check and I, and I saw all the work I put in um, I, once again I just said uh, it's time for me to be my own boss and um, I said if, if I'd rather do music based on passion so what I do now is I find artists and I and I kind of push them in the right direction give them the right amount of uh, you know polish and then and then hopefully they go off and, and get a deal with capital is that settled is that case done with uh, yes and no. It's no, not like no. a thing you it's, could talk about. Put it like this: we didn't. The outcome wasn't what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 uh, pretty much you know they 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 owed me money and and we spent a lot of money on on legal uh, on the legal side. So it really just it just evened out at the end of the day. Do you ever look back and say like, hey, what if I went elsewhere to another record? Maybe? Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I, I treat, and I always use this analogy with with music and sports. I treat my experience with with my label. Kind of similar to what's going on with Melo right now and with the Knicks. You know, you got this franchise player who's obviously got tremendous talent. Mm-hmm. Maybe the talent around him is not uh, conducive to his style of play. So, so even though he can put the numbers up, you may not be on a winning team. And I think with me, EMI was not the winning team for me. Um, I went there in hopes to kind of turn everything around. When I got in, the, uh, the the CEO of the company looked at me and said, we're going to use you to build the brand and build this company around. We're going to throw every amount of dollar sign we need at it. And then two weeks later, he got fired. Mm-hmm. So so ends up happening is I had to reprove myself at my own label. Um, after they after they already cut me a, you know, a million-dollar check and I had the money in my pocket, I had to then reprove myself as an artist. Um, and it's almost like 
you know, the position mellow with it. And it's like, well, you got to put the right factors around me. I got to know that we have artists that will sustain around me. So, you know, let's start signing more talent and putting more talent together so we can all go out as a force and make noise as a force. But I think they were more interested in cashing in and, you know, and cutting their losses. That's a good comparison. I mean, I, I agree. Melo just does no pieces around him. I mean, they have a decent roster, but they have no depth whatsoever. And he's kind of in a tough spot because he's so good. And he's got, besides Porzingis, he's got breaking down knees of Joakim Noah. He's got Derrick Rose, and that doesn't even show up to the arena. And he's Absolutely. got a bunch of rookies. And I think the problem is that, um, you know, we look at Melo like we look at LeBron a lot. And, and I mean, LeBron is just such a phenomenal player. Not to say that Melo's not. I think Melo's an absolute phenomenal player. But Melo's a shooter. So, you know, with a shooter, you need somebody that, that can can uh, uh, command that attention away from him to get him the ball. And, and I think Derrick Rose is phenomenal. But we all know that the, the injury-prone and Melo's also not the physical freak that LeBron is. LeBron could fall to the ground and get right back up, where Melo's going to shake it off for a couple of minutes. True, and he could, but he could have been though. I yeah. think he could have been. I just think that uh, you know, you spend a lot of time with certain franchises, and and you you're accustomed to playing a certain way, and it's kind of probably difficult jumping out of that uh, you know, that that style of play. Mims, but, Mims in studio, Jake Brown show here. Back in 2007, this is why I'm hot like this. Did you have interest from other labels that you were considering? Every label you could imagine. And you know what's crazy? One of the labels that, um, I mean, when we signed the deal, I still was getting calls. After the success of the record, we were still getting calls from labels saying that we should have signed you. We, we were two seconds away from pushing the button. The problem was that um, I, I we, we had an upstream deal with a company called UBO. So for those who are listening, what that is is that we signed to a company premature of getting an, a, a record label deal. They gave us a certain amount of money. And they had an upstream obligation to EMI. So before we took the, to, the project to anybody, we had to take it to EMI. And, you know, they offered a decent check. I mean, I think my deal was uh, five million five albums, mm-hmm. which was which was great. It's just once again, you could you could be the franchise player on the team and just not have the surrounding cast. And, you know, everything kind of falls from under you. So, so after that second album, you say you lost the desire a little bit. First album. After the first album, yeah, I mean, remember you did the second album, fourteen million dollars accumulated in the year two thousand seven. That's nuts. I don't even want to tell you what my first check was. Yeah, I don't even want to say that on on air. You people say look it. at me like I'm crazy. Should I say it? Say it. Well, Just say it. we'll make sure you let them know. We had a fifty fifty deal. With yeah, them. it was it was a fifty fifty deal. The only other artist to get a fifty fifty deal, to my knowledge, since Mims has been Drake. So that means he wasn't even a royalty based artist with the label. It means he basically shared in the profits. Hmm. And and I think so. If so, if you hear that he makes sixteen million dollars, how much money approximately would you think that we would get in return from a fifty fifty deal? Approximately, right? There's some stuff that they take out of it. Mm -hmm. Tell them how much we got out of it. My first check from uh, EMI was was probably around the thirty six thousand dollar range. Thirty six thousand dollars. First check. So, so you know, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. crippling to any any artist out there would be crippled by it. I, I think for me more than anything, it's it's I've always been able to get money. I've made plenty of money doing other things, but to 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 not make money and something that you're so passionate about. After that first album, I was like, I want off. I don't want to do this anymore. So we asked for the release, legally asked to be released because we had other labels that were interested to sign him. Mm-hmm. They waited. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know, we we asked for release first album. Um, they said no. Said no. So we so what happens is just like in the NBA, if you have an option, uh, there's a certain amount of time that they have to pick up the option. Um, and up to, up until the last day, which was one year 
uh, after the release of the first album, they mm-hmm. they signed me back into the option, cut another check for a million dollars, and let's set, let's get into album number two. Um, and and then the catch with that was that album number two was pretty much already done because I've I've always been self sufficient. Mm-hmm. We, we we recorded and cut the album prior to my budget being open for it, and I was reluctant to hand in, hand in the album in. And, uh, you know, someone at the sales department, which later on got fired for this, by the way, someone at the sales department uh, called Eric and was like, we need the album. We're, we're projecting 90,000 first week. We need it now. People want it. And I was, you know, I said, you, are you sure? Because I don't want to release it. We were, we were only halfway into the first single mm-hmm. and they were made these projections. And, and of course, we released the album. Their projections were horribly wrong. And, you know, I took it on the chin. I took the situation on the chin and I just walked away like a champ. To, hold on to go to go. This is the voice bit. of Eric, by the way. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. go even more into it. If there's any <laughs> aspiring artists out there that are looking to get into the label deal, here's here's one of the things that they do to you. Because Capital was a fiscal fourth quarter company, that means that they reported their their final earnings in the first quarter of the new year. So basically, mm-hmm. by the end of March, they had to report their fourth quarter earnings to the people who own the company. So what they did was they forced us to release the second album before it was ready to come out just so that they can get that billing. And at the time, albums were still selling at retail. So they would come and retail would come buy the albums, 100,000 albums, 100,000 albums. Capitol Records would get the billing to those albums. They would make their millions and millions of dollars on the albums. And then they would put it out prematurely. And then when the album didn't sell, and then they report to their shareholders, we made this much money in the fourth quarter. And then when the albums didn't sell, they would return, they, when the albums didn't sell, they would return those albums back to the, Back to the um la- uh, the label will return those albums. I'm sorry, retail will return those albums back to the label, and the label will have to give back the money to the to the retailers who bought the albums. It's basically a fake way to report earnings. They would say, oh, we sold you know a million Mims's albums before the fourth quarter. Shareholders would be happy. Then when the albums didn't sell, they would return them back to the record label, and the label would have to give them back money. Sounds like fraud. Jeez. Uh, yeah, pretty, you would, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, you would think so. But with all that being said, I'm gonna show you the, the silver lining, the the shine at so, the end of the. Uh, the shine at the end of the, the uh, rainbow, as they say, the pot of gold, is that we created this platform called Recordgram, mm-hmm. and it's, it's really in, in, you know, occurrence of all the situations I've been through with my career. I created the platform based on the inability for artists to get to that point where they don't have to spend a crazy amount of money to be a star. Um, we allow them to come on our platform and record to the likes of Grammy award-winning producers like you know, Blackout Movement, who would normally charge 15000 for a track. They can come download a beat for free from him on Recordgram, record their song. Uh, we got, you know, umpteenth amount of A&Rs on the, on the uh, platform listening. So it was my way. I created it as my way of giving back to the artists out there so they don't end up in a position like me where they get cheated before before they can reach their peak. When did you start Recordgram? Man, the concept, about two, two, yeah, about two years, two years, the concept. Um, and getting it to the point where we uh, actually had the ability to roll it out. Uh, we rolled it out a little premature uh, last year for financial reasons, but um, as of maybe two weeks from now, we'll have uh, a f- the full, full-blown full version on iOS, and we're also looking to release the uh, Android version probably maybe two two to three months following. Do you ever have a desire to produce? Do you ever produce beats? Th- that's, well... I, here's the thing I, I I call myself a maestro I don't produce But what I do is I, I put people in the studio That belong in the studio I get them together And I make sure it's, Everything sounds great And I've been doing that My whole life Which is why When people Which is why When people ask me To be a rapper I, I'm a little bit more reluctant Because I've always been a musician As opposed to being a rapper Sometimes it's hard For people to see that Because what they mainly see Is me You know Focusing me in, in on one record Which is This is why I'm hot mm-hmm. But they don't really see that I executive produced 
executive produced, not just I produced and executive produced my, my all my projects. You know, I, I've been able to help countless amounts of producers uh, come up in the industry, which I won't name, but make, you know, umpteenth amount of money, even artists for that matter, um, away from my name being tagged in it as an as an artist, but as a producer, as a mentor, as an executive producer. A decade later, I mean, you're still out here performing. This is why I'm yeah. hot. When you made it, did you see it a decade later? Because it's hard uh, sometimes with rap songs for it to stick yeah. that long. We see oldies like The Beatles, Temptation, Steve Wonder. That's that sticks 30, 40 years. Rap yeah. songs don't always do that. Did you see it still being hot right now? You know, it's, you know what it is. I th- I think when when that record was created, um, I think it, it it unleashed a feeling in people. As a it, it, with music, really, I mean, good music unleashes feelings in people. It's not necessarily so it becomes timeless. So with that record, I think when any, and when most people hear it, it's nostalgia. So they usually think about. I was sixteen years old. I remember Jose Reyes' walk up song. Where the exactly. Mets was this is why I'm hot. Exactly. Mets and, in the playoffs. And I that, and, that. And, and and I love it because wherever I go in the world, that's the kind of stories I hear, and mm-hmm. it, it makes me feel good. Like this, How, did that come after or before? That came was, it came after. That top, blew top up 10 too. Record, top yeah. ten record. Really here talked how, about. How did though. that come about? Um, I recorded. I prophesized a lot before uh, my career took off. So it's the irony is that um, if you listen to uh, like this, I had a line in it that said uh, "top ten download number one ringtone." I was talking about this is why I'm hot, mm-hmm. and this was I recorded that record around the same time I recorded this is why I'm hot. So it was it was the prophecy. So when you when you hear this is why I'm hot, and obviously the success of it, and then you hear like this. I might have recorded those records a month apart from each other, mm-hmm. but but everything in like this was was prophesized of the success of this is why I'm hot, and that record ended up being a top ten record. Um, you know, we moved uh, uh, a million or two units with that record as well, but you know, it, it got overshadowed by that big monstrous this is why I'm hot record. Does it? Does it? I don't shouldn't say bother, but does do you enjoy that? That's like Mims, like this is why I'm hot, like that's you. It, it it's 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 a gift and a curse, mm-hmm. and I've oh, I've always accepted it's the gift and a curse. And the reason why I say it's the gift and a curse is because I, I had a line in in that record. This is why I'm high. I said I can sell a mill saying nothing on a track. And as I could sit here and laugh, and even Eric and and you know Black, my friend in here in the studio now, sit here and laugh. Coming up, you know, I, I was a, a fan of the Nas, the Jay Z, the Biggie, the Black Moons. You know, I, the, I mean, the Slick Rick. So. My my uh my knowledge of hip hop definitely kind of serves a, a a little far back. But when I did that record, I was in a frustrated period in my life, and I listened to the music that was on radio. And instead of me going in the studio and, and becoming this, you know, professor, I just kind of said, let me let me just kind of dumb it down just to see what people's understanding of music is. And sure enough, that was the one that just went. And it's like the gift and the curse because you accept the fact that it's successful and it's a life-changing experience, but it didn't define me as a musician. It mm-hmm. never did. It was never my style. It was never my delivery. It was not. So the, the problem is that going into album two, if you if anybody ever you know follows Mims or wants to pay attention to my career, if you listen to album number two, you would think that I was a totally, completely different artist mm-hmm. because album number two was was me. And then people didn't, well, first of all, it was poorly promoted, so that's number one. But you know, the, for those who listened, they probably didn't realize that it was such a contrast. And when you have a, a label telling you we need another one of these, but you're like, well, that was not me. You know, let me let me be me. Um, that's when you know there's a real conflict of interest. 
Does the change in rap from when you rap to today bother you at all? I mean, you see now it's beefs. You got dabbing. Yeah. You got dance for every song. It's yeah. changed a lot since since you were there. You, you know what's crazy? Somebody asked me this question. It's like, what do you think of the state of hip hop? And I said, well, um, this was like last week. I got this question, and I said, I don't, I don't think it's considered hip hop. I think hip hop is is a genre that we understand because we're a little older to understand it. I don't think it's bad. I just think that when you take when you take the popularity of of what came from rap hip hop music and you fuse it with pop and you know um, uh, alternative, it's just a fusion. So everything you hear now is a fusion of the last fifteen years of popular music. But what, what happens is because and, I, and I'll say this freely because it's because these are urban inner city artists, mainly black artists, Hispanic artists, we tend to categorize it as hip hop, but it's not. It's not hip hop music because hip hop to me was, you know, uh, Slick Rick or Big Daddy Kane into Jay Z into, you know, uh, that era. And I just think we, we just got to embrace it and, and call it for what it is. It's a different sound and genre that stemmed from hip hop. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say that it's gotten this far because one of the things I can say is that the artists that are prominent now, they have a platform to speak on and provide for their family. First of all, provide for your family alone. I'm going to respect you regardless. Mm -hmm. If you're able to provide for your family, I'm happy with it. But I think now we just got to convince them that the platform that they're on, they, they should also be able to speak and start bringing, you know, positive imagery back to these these uh, communities that they're coming from so that these other people know it's OK to be this way and be smart you know, dot your I's, cross your T's to be a good businessman. So when you become a rapper or whatever the case is, you know, you do it the right way. Mims in studio, Jake Brown show. Make sure you get record gram to app and follow my Twitter at Mims life beefs. Were you yeah. a guy that ever had beefs with anyone back in your day? You, yo, I was, uh, I was the target of like, you know, it, when my career took off, I was every, I was in the crosshair of every artist. So every time I looked in an article, a newspaper, it was something said about me, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, people saying I wasn't a hip hop artist or uh, hip hop is dead or I don't represent this or someone might make a joke saying he wasn't born in New York. Yeah, I'm not from New York or I, I've heard it all. I, I, I look at I look at most of the artists in this business like I do uh, WWF. A lot of them say a lot. WWE now. Yeah. WWE. Yeah. Sorry, I'm old school. Man. No, I feel you, man. I don't watch. <laughs> I'm that Hulk anymore. Hogan days, yeah. man. The Rock, yeah. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's WWE, man. It's wrestling because most of the time they say this when the cameras is on, but when when the cameras is off and you, you know, it's, it's the conversation is just as cordial as it is here. Like Chris Brown and Soldier Boy, they're actually friends, but they're doing this to cash a check and yeah. get a million out of this to maybe fight each other. Exactly. And if they and if they're not friends, then and then the ploy is to make the money. So, so who were the rappers it. in 2007, 2008 that were going against you that big ones? Man, I have heard comments from everybody. Um or at least the hearsay. I remember someone started a rumor between me and Kanye saying that I, I had said some negative comments about him. Um and that kind of spiraled out and that, that ended up in all the blog sites. You know, I know Jay Z made a comment about my song comparing it to the death of hip hop, and you know, um, <clears throat> who else? I, Lil Wayne, The Game. I mean, I've I've heard comments from every artist. I've looked in articles, and you read, and someone will bring at that time they'll bring my name up, and you know, it was never anything nice. But then again, once again, you see these people in person, and it's totally different. So it was always them bringing. You never had any. Nah, I don't. I'm not. I don't yeah. choose that route. 
Because I, I know where I'm from. I know yeah. I know what I'm about. Not, and, and I think, you know, some people are good at that, and that's what they do. Some people want to stir up attention just so that they can promote an album or sell something. And, and you're, you're, you're more a low-key guy. Always. Cool. Yeah. Always. I like going to Walmart, man. I like, <laughs> you know, I like being able to shop, and, you know, yeah. nobody bothers me, man. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Mims and Billing, Jake Brown Show, played out at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Jake Brown Show, Jake Brown Radio. On social media, are there any Mims records out there that have been unreleased that we don't know about? Probably a million. Is there a verse that you could go acapella right now that uh, that has been unreleased <clears throat> that we haven't heard? Uh, yeah, I probably could. Right, let's, um, let's see if you remember it. Let me see. 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 Yeah, I want to give you something I like. Oh, here you go. Give me video on this one. Um, Un- all right, let's let's introduce this so the world knows. Unreleased verse from Mims hasn't been heard. Do we know the name of this song that was unreleased right now? It doesn't have a name, but okay. I'm, I'm gonna just go untitled. In. I like that. If I could remember it, if all I right. stumble over, that means I forgot. That's fine. Let's hear it. Um, made a cool mill off of sarcasm. Y'all bought it. Okay, it was triple. Please, IRS, no audits. Oh, can I curse on here though? Yeah, you okay. Can yeah. Made a cool mill off of sarcasm. Y'all bought it. Okay, it was triple, please IRS, no audits. Tell these pussy niggas to leave for a second. Before I kill an ear, let it breathe for a second. Menace told me, go on, I promise to do that. Uh, most of these rappers' lyrics ain't honest, I knew that. Uh, everywhere I turn, man, I swear there's a Judas. Uh, niggas in your circles are squares, the rooters. They are squares of Rubik's. Hold up, I'm gonna let it breathe, I'm gonna go back oh, in. Let it breathe. Jay gon' wanna get on this when I'm done with it. Uh, if my shit is garbage, why you humming it? Uh, soon as these niggas a sweat, I'm on to the next just like my ex. I only let you niggas have it when I'm done with it. Uh, now these rappers all on their IGs talking pie talk. That's because that ain't real life, that's lie talk. We ain't from the same era, that's not what I was taught. All the shit you don't say, keep your shit so say. Just because a nigga rocking Dolce. Don't mean I won't catch you niggas slipping on that note, Che. Same way, they, same way that they love you, they gon' hate you even harder when you fall. But just remember that the tables always rotate. Uh, y'all a bunch of clowns, Cirque du Soleil. All that bullshit you niggas spitting, I say ole. All that heavy metal that you packing, I say no way. These niggas is soft metal. They be more like Coldplay. I know what they gonna say. I ain't know he had it. Plus the other, other rappers all ass. 30 day challenge, I'm a savage, I'm a beast. I am fresh deceased. Ahead of my time, I am Patek Philippe. You fucking with a wolf, so please expe- expect defeat. If I murder the shepherd, who gonna protect the sheep? You fucking with a wolf, so please accept defeat. When I murder the shepherd, who gonna protect the sheep? Y'all don't hear me though. Mims. Drop that. <laughs> All the way up. Whew. Fire in the building. Damn. So that's untitled. We don't know what that was. I don't even know the title, man. Whew. The Jake Brown Show exclusive. Uh, that was a nice verse. Turn down. Had a couple slip ups. Yeah, 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 man. I, five years, man. Five was years. Was that one that you did that five years ago? Probably. I wish I, I could hear the beat to that, though. I, I, I try to send it. We try to send it. Yeah, maybe we got to yeah, 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 get that yeah, play yeah, in the background. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mims is in the building. This is why I'm hot. Uh, you travel all over the place. Where's the coolest place that you perform that people show you love, like around the Man, world? Man, you know what I did? Um, which is crazy because it's actually one of the countries that uh, yeah, Donald Trump ended up banning uh, <laughs> recently. <laughs> but I performed in Sudan. Um, I, I was actually invited by by uh, uh, the politicians there during the time that they were warring, and uh, I flew in to do a big concert for them, just to con- like a peace concert. Um, I was the first artist to ever perform on um, on Sudan soil. 
So that was a really, really big situation for me. So now everywhere I go, if I see somebody, if someone from Sudan sees me, they think that I'm actually from Sudan because I was the only thing that ever really kind of came there. Uh, that's one of my, my cool places. The other one is, is probably Dubai. I'm in Dubai like every other month or so. And, and he's Jamaican, not Dominican. Let's yeah, not, yeah, let's not yeah. get it twisted now. He's from Washington Heights. Yeah, but. yeah. I'm from the Heights. And, you know, I speak a little Spanish, but um, but I'm but my family's from Jamaica, man. So, um, What rappers now do you listen to that you do enjoy? My, uh, right, you know it's crazy. Right now, I, 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 um, even though I'm a little chunky, um, I'm jogging to the Migos album right now. Me too. Oh yeah. my god, I've had that on repeat. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I got Rihanna, the, her her anti album. I think mm-hmm. I think this was called Anti, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think that's a dope album. You hear Big Sean's new album? I, I didn't hear it, but I want really to. I, yeah. I want to. And uh, I mean, that's that's actually a, a rapper that uh, bar for bar, that that guy is like one of the best. Right yeah, now. tough. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I mean, I listen to everything, man. I'm, I'm a little all over the place, you know. Do you s- see yourself a couple more minutes here getting the itch to, to come back and rap at all? Or is it just completely... Because um, you're in so many other ventures now, but I feel like that desire is yeah. still in you a little bit. As we just heard, you're yeah, still good. Like, you still got it. <laughs> you know what? For, for me, what it is, is, is um, and I tell artists this, and first of all, hit me on my Instagram. Hit me on my uh, uh, Twitter. Um, I'm 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 trying to get better with social media. You don't tweet much. I don't do anything. Much. Get you on Twitter Pe- more. People get mad at me because uh, I really I'm out of sight, out of mind kind of person. I like my privacy, but um, but one thing I can say is that I, I get once in a while I get a you know up and coming aspiring artist. I'm talking about ground level, somebody that may not even know how to rap, and they'll hit me up to do a record. Um, and you know I think it's my I, I do my due diligence, but I think it's my duty as a, as a musician to kind of guide as many people as I can along the way because I didn't really get that much guidance um, from any rappers growing up. So, you know, for me, I think it's important. So when people do hit me up, I, I, my, my theory to them is send me something hot and you might unleash, you know, you might wake up that beast in me that wants to come back and do something. And every so often I may jump at a verse to a record here and there. Does that happen ball. often? Someone say, "Hey, like every day, ten grand a verse here, twenty five every day, like every day, every day, every day, every day." Somebody tries to wake me up every mm-hmm. day. I got, I got about five records now. I'm sitting on that. I'm that money on the table and everything, and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm still like just indecisive. And it's not, it's not because, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I like getting paid, so you know, the the money factor is there. But but that's what that's what other ventures in my life are for. Music is always going to be a passion. So if I decide to do something, nine times out of ten, it's because I like it, and I, and I and I want it. It's not about the money; It doesn't become about the money. So, records are waiting. So something could come at any point. We never know. Somebody, somebody uh, hit me yesterday, um, and you know they 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 uh they they tried to wake me up. They sent me something, so I was like, okay, if you could send me, if you so could, the beat is fire. There's a chance you might this produce, unleash the beast. Yeah, this producer is is a dope producer. He's actually one of the producers on our platform, on the record grant platform pretty dope producer he's won a lot of beat uh battle competitions and um he he said that he's vowing to send me something that's gonna unleash that that fire so you know you know we might have to bring back the open bars uh challenge we did yeah we wake it up but right now i got an artist um based out of canada her name is el renee i'm working on her her project i got her in the studio um is she bad She's well. She's fifteen, man. So oh, okay. <laughs> my off limits. You got you got an intro with that before I even say anything. That's no, just right, right. being no, fever, fever. Jeez. Well, but, that, but that's what I'm chasing. I'm chasing the uh, the uh, you know that that childhood audience, mm-hmm. uh, and she's she's definitely a great singer. 
She uh, looks so, older than 15. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I keep telling her mom about that. That's just Jake B and Jake. Um, but but she but she's dope, and I'm I'm um and it's things like that 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 make me happy to be able to give yeah. that platform to someone that deserves it, that has that talent, and that's all that's all I want to do. That's the voice of men. Make sure you well, New York Fashion Week is Thursday. You'll be at the Garden Theater. Yeah. Uh, Le, Le, what is it, Leandro Lopez? Yes. I'm trying to get him a little accent on there. That's Leandro Lopez. Leandro Lopez. <laughs> dot us. Uh, check him out. And get record gram now. And if you're rapping, if you're listening to this, you're a rapper. Get on there. Well, yeah. rap. R&B, pop music, yeah. producer, reggae. I don't, if, you, if you're a dancer, we're looking for dancers, everything. The platform is, you know, it's for everyone. And make sure you follow Mims, even though he doesn't post a lot. I know. On Instagram and Twitter. You post occasionally on Instagram, Twitter, yeah. less frequently. Yeah. Uh, at Mims Life there. Uh, Mims, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Appreciate you for having me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.